Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hi, everyone. My name is Brenda, Brenda Lomelli. I, let me see a little bit about me. I am a mom um, to a almost two-year-old. So her, her uh, birthday is actually next month. Her name is Gianna. So as you can see, I'm a very proud mom. It's, we're only one minute in and I already told you all about my daughter. But I do think that's really um, part of it, right? I'm also an entrepreneur. I've been running my own business, life coaching business, uh, practice from home for four years now, actually. They, they've been adding up fast. And since we're talking about shattering glass ceilings for women of color, let me tell you about my background. I am first-generation Mexican-American, so I'm a proud Latina. And because we're talking about shattering glass ceilings, I particularly love talking about money and women making money. And I've built up in the past four-ish years my business to roughly half a million dollar business. And I love to say that out loud and clearly because I think it's... um important that we that we say that and that we celebrate ourselves and each other. Like I've developed a method called the last 10 method, which really is focused on empowering women to be equipped with what I like to call physical autonomy, mental flexibility and emotional courage. So that is what I've built my my practice on. I'm a master certified life coach. I have formal training in holistic nutrition. And so that's just like a marriage of what I'm really uh, passionate about and the work that I do. And, you know, that comes from me having struggled with that for a couple decades myself. And so, you know, I was determined to figure that out for me and to find not just peace in this part of my life, but I really was determined to like love. Like I wanted to love my relationship with my body, love my relationship with food, love, you know, all of that. Um, So Anyways, that's a little bit about me in a nutshell, and I'm excited to chat with you today about women of color shattering all kinds of glass ceilings. I love it. So, you know, I think it's, the funny thing is I was thinking about, you know, recording this episode with you, and as soon as I saw, you know, that one of your talking points was was this topic, I was like, wonderful, because one, I love talking about money, which everybody knows, and two, I'm (laughs) I'm in the season where I love talking about women specifically being able to just own their journey, really come into their own in their career and design the life of their dreams. And so, you know, a lot of women are both mothers and entrepreneurs, hustlers, and also, you know, maybe homebodies, right? Want to have a a business that you can do from home in some way or something like that. And so the, the question that I had in my mind was, I was like, huh, I wonder, you know, if she's going to be comfortable talking about like figures, you know what I mean? Like if, how much do, how much can women earn? Because I'm sure someone is listening and they're like $500,000 business, like, wow. You know what I mean? And so for you to just say it out loud for us to destigmatize numbers and the money um, and abundance, I think is really necessary. Um, and I have gotten a little bit more bold this, maybe not a little bit, maybe a lot of bit more bold. I said this year, you know, I'm shooting for high six figures, you know, let's see if we can hit seven, if, if we get really wild um, in, in our business and yeah. seek to support and inspire other women to do the same, if that's what they 
want. And so I love that you put that caveat in is because we're not saying you have to do this, that this is a standard now or something like that. However, you know, you do have to be honest with yourself. I think that is necessary because I think a lot of women are trying to be shy about wanting to earn because they, because they don't want to sound, you know, a certain way for saying, I want to earn a certain amount of money, or I want to have a certain level of comfort in my life, which money can provide certain options or certain, you know, amenities that, um, you wouldn't otherwise get. And so it's not for the love of money, but it's for the love of the design of the life that you want to have. And so um, for you in, in building your business now, it's been four years. What have been some of yeah. you know the highs and lows, if, if anything, right? It's never easy. It's like having a, a, a child that never necessarily grows up, you know, when you have a business. So for you, what have been some of the major highs and lows? Oh, that's an interesting way to put it. A child that never grows up because it always needs your, well, at least up until now, in my business experience, it's been needing my attention, right? I do believe there, there, you know, for some people, I've seen examples, there can be a point where you build up to a point where if it's something that can sustain itself passively, then maybe it's like it grows up, you know, and, and is moving out of the house or something. But But up until now, it is that is not the case. Like my business does need my attention. And so your question was, what has been some of the hardest? What would you ask me the hardest and the best? Yeah, some of your highs and lows. Highs and lows. Okay. Um, Well, let's see. Highs and lows. Mm, Let me think about that. Okay, I'll give you one high, but there's been so many, like it's hard to pick. And I'm always someone that's probably just going to, talk more versus less. So I have like have to, you know, pick one. One of the highs was I remember actually speaking about my daughter. Uh, So about two years ago, I was pregnant. Actually, it was Yeah. So we're in March. Her birthday is in April. A couple years ago, I remember at the time my sales process in my business was I would have consultations. Like if someone was interested in my program, my coaching program, they would sign up for a consultation call and then I would get on a call, you know, with them for like an hour or whatever. And then they may sign up or they may not. But I would I would spend like two hours out of my week doing that. So like a solid Um, And so I decided to change my sales process, which felt like a huge, scary leap of faith because at that time I did have a multiple six-figure business already. And so it was like, oh my gosh, this thing that is already working, I'm going to change my sales process. So it was, it did feel like this leap of courage. And so this is why I remember it as like a high because um, I did, I changed my sales process literally that week that I went to go deliver my daughter. I mean, I had, it had taken me some time to um, change my process, but I changed my process from a consultation process to just you apply for the program and then you get the information and then you sign up if you want via email. Um, But we made the official switch over to the new sales process that week that I went in to deliver. And I remember being at the hospital and like I had just delivered my daughter and that same night you know, I checked on my phone and I saw like the cha-ching like money chimes of my first sale, my first new client that came through um, just like from having applied and I didn't talk to them. And I mean, it was just so exciting. Anyone who's hearing who's an entrepreneur, I think can appreciate like, what? That's so cool. Because it was this, this first time in my business where 
money was being made and I was not doing something. I was at the hospital, like staring at my baby girl's face. You know what I mean? And just like got the alert that I had made a bunch of money. <laughs> so that was super exciting. And, and of course, now that's just the process um, that, that I use in my business. And actually, we just changed it again. So now in my business, if, you're, if you want to sign up for the program, you just go to the website and sign up. So it's totally just is working on its own. But that is really, really cool. I think when or that was really cool for me to be able to just witness that like, oh, I have developed this this thing that creates value in the world. And then I just get to live my life. And, and right now what I want to do is spend time with my daughter. So that was a high. Um, let's see. And a low or like a really challenging moment. Um, I'm remembering back to October of the first year I started my business. And I started my business in March or, or like started doing it full time in March. So a few months into it, I remember like I had a bunch of business expenses, but I had no sales that month, like zero. And I was just having like this holy shit moment, like, holy shit, what am I going to do? I have expenses and I don't have the revenue. Like I haven't made any sales this month. Right. So this was actually before we're going back even um, earlier than the example I just shared. And so I was really scared. Like, honestly, it, it felt terrifying. Um, just the feeling when you're like, am I going to have the money that I'm like, I'm looking at the math and I need more money. Right. And I need to make more sales. And I had to have this very, it was this, this moment that felt really hard where it was like, okay, I can either believe, believe in myself and, and like move, take a step towards my goal still, even though I'm in this moment that feels really scary, like nothing's going to work out. Cause by the way, before I did my own business, um, I worked as an occupational therapist. So I did that for a little bit over 10 years. So my my mind was in that space where it was like, do I keep going or do I like abort mission retreat? You know what I mean? Like, do I call up my job and say, okay, I'm coming back, even though this is my dream. And I decided to, no, I am going to make this work. Like the things, things are looking challenging right now, <laughs> very challenging, but I'm going to make it work. And I actually called up my dad in tears and was like, well, I said, Papi, you know, in Spanish, um, this is what's going on. And I actually really prepared like this whole presentation for him and, and had to ask to borrow money. And like that felt really, really hard. And of course, for him, he was like, you know what? Of course, like we are here to support you. But because I'm super independent, I would like never want to borrow money or ask my parents for money. Um, but he was this, you know, very sweet, very supportive. And he said to me, like, even if you never pay this money back, even if whatever happens with your business, like this is worth it because you're following your dream or whatever. But I do think that was challenging because there are those moments where, you know, when we talk about entrepreneurship, you it, it can be very easy to just look at people's success and like me get be on this podcast and be like, yep, half a million. Right. And that sounds really fun. And, and it is. But there's also moments that feel really scary. For me, that's a part of a reason why I want to make tons of money, right? It's just like for me, for my family, for all kinds of things. But I told you I am long-winded. <laughs> I love it. No, I mean, that's the journey. That's the story. And it's not the complete picture, right? We can't yeah. say 
four years worth of, you know, effort yeah. and energy and time, you know, in 10 minutes. But um, yeah. I think that that's a great way for people to kind of get an understanding of, that's why I say highs and lows, because people will look at other people on the internet and, you know, what they see um, that's curated and pretty and stylish and, you know, glittery and shiny and not recognize that there are nights where you cry and there's times where you're anxious. I literally woke up out of my sleep the other day. I was like, what's going on? And it's like, okay, it's fine. You know, because I'm one, Mm -hmm. one, no, oh my gosh, it's March. So now, you know, I'm two months full into full-time entrepreneurship. So I was kind of half and half before, but it's like when you really oh, that's take exciting. Leap, thank you. When you really take the leap yeah. and start and start having to rely on your ability to choose, right? You said step into courage because it's a choice. You can choose yeah. the courage or you can choose the fear. And we get so conditioned to choosing yeah. fear and playing it safe, especially I think as women, maybe even more so sometimes as women of color, it's like we we t- tend to lead from one side or the other. So it's either, you know, extremely courageous and ambitious or extremely, you know, safe and, and, and looking for stability and security. And so the thing is that we also are just given these huge visions. And I think that because for people, the distance is, is far between those two points, like where I'm at now at a nine to five that I might be, it might be okay, or I might absolutely hate it and it could be toxic. And I see in my mind that I want to impact the world with this thing that I want to do that I, maybe I have never seen anyone else do it. Or I feel like the market is oversaturated and, and that makes me want to shy away from it. Right. And so you got to a point, I love in your story where you said, oh my gosh, there was a month where I wanted to stop. I wanted to quit. I wanted to turn around, you know, <laughs> tuck my tail. And then in that moment, you chose to keep going mm-hmm. forward. So how would you encourage, you know, young women listening to continue to choose the courage when fear is, you know, beating at the door? Yeah. Well, I love how you said it about choosing um, courage. One of the ways that I like to word it for myself, and I always, this is always like my MO, is taking action from the place of belief. Because it's so easy. Like you called it fear, but another thing we could call it, I think, is um, assuming failure, right? Like when we're feeling fear, we're assuming failure. And so I'm constantly reminding myself, why not assume success? Like I'm actually getting goosebumps right now as I'm saying that. I'm like, why not assume like the wildest success? right? We, our brains do tend to want to do that. And I don't blame our brains. Like I'm not angry at my brain or anyone else's brain because this is what's kept us alive as humans, you know, like stay safe, don't go anywhere unfamiliar. Our brains interpret um, new and unfamiliar with danger. And, and it, it makes sense. But with awareness of that, this is what I would say. I would say to be aware of that tendency and then to just choose deliberately. If I do want to move towards my dream, it's going to feel uncomfortable because it's unfamiliar. It's new. You've never done it before. And because of that reason, we can just assume it's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel, it requires you to step into courage. It requires you to take action from belief. Um, if if you're, you know, wanting to do something you've never done. And I do think like speaking, you know, specifically of us as women of color, And this is a generalization, but also it is a statistic. Like this is statistic. We can look at numbers. 
there are, we have less um, examples around us of, let's say, for example, millionaires that are women of color. Not to say that they don't exist. They do. I know a couple myself. And I do think that actually that is useful. Like, go and find examples because I think it's important. We have to almost like imagine that you have to direct your brain to see the examples that things that certain things are possible. Like, look, it is exam it is possible for someone to, you know, leave their job and and have some months where they're not having revenue and then still go and make, you know, multiple, multiple, multiple six figures, or like you said, seven figures. That's my current goal. And I've been and I've been working towards that goal. Yeah. Exciting. I've been working towards that goal. And I love that we can talk about it. And I'm like, yes, let's talk about the numbers because if that's what you want. Like, I think, too, it's important to, like, claim it without without shame. I used to feel, too, you said something earlier that um, reminded me about, I think for so many of us as women, it can feel like, oh, but I might be feel like too much. Like, they might, it might seem like I'm being too much, you know? And I think we can think that about a lot of things, money being one of them. Like, if you're too, yeah, you're just like, wanting too much. It's too much. Too ambitious. Too... I don't know if you've heard that. Okay. Oh my gosh. What song is it? Beyonce. I'm trying to remember. I think it's flawless, actually. There's a little bit of a piece where they talk. There's like a talking part and where they say like, as women or as girls, we are raised to... I just... Yeah, exactly what you said. If it's something you want, I, I just think there's something really powerful about... Um, I love proving to myself that I can do anything. And then I'm just like bringing my daughter into this conversation. And she's such a motivation for me. Like, I want to be that example for her. As she's also a little young Latina, you know, like the, she she can do anything. She might not want to go and build a seven figure business, but she might want to go and discover some sort of like, I don't know, something on Mars, some random thing that I'm not even thinking about, you know? I love it. I love that you mentioned, you know, just the the tie to um, how the things that we lack, right? Like we might lack a figure, um, people who have come before us to show us that we can do anything, but we can embody or become that, you know, that thing or that person or that figure for others um, as we step into, you know, the person that is our most authentic self. And so, you know, the whole podcast is about authenticity. And to me as a therapist and in a mental health profession, just the common theme that I typically see as to why people suffer is because they're playing small, is because they're they're cutting away at mm -hmm. themselves and settling and not living authentically and not choosing themselves and prioritizing what they really actually want, if we're really honest. And so I, I, I'm only say that because a lot of the times when people are really honest with themselves, they have these wild and crazy dreams and okay, like have a wild and crazy dream, but no, it's not just going to fall into your lap. You know, like it's not just going to be, you know, sunshine. Yeah. Rainbows. There's going to be work that you have to put in. There's energy that has to be put out. There's connections and, and just so many dots that you have to put together. Um, but it's possible if you're committed to it. And the question that I get asked quite often is how do you stay motivated? And to me, 
more and more, I'm, I, I feel people are misdirected because to me, motivation is the result of something. So when you're in school and you're learning math, an equation, it's this thing plus this thing equals something. And to me, motivation is after mm-hmm. the equals, not before it. So you say choose courage. It's the combination of courage and maybe passion or courage and problem solving or whatever combination it is for you that's going to then equal the motivation, right? And so now your your formula, right, yeah. is courage plus family because you keep bringing up your family equals the motivation to continue on a daily oh, basis totally. to take more chances to grow yeah. your business, to have bigger, um, bigger vision for your life and what you want to experience. And so um, for you, I get asked the question all the time, how would you stay motivated? Um, or, you know, is motivation even one of the things that's a piece of the puzzle? Well, the way you presented it as that formula, I I know exactly like what that thing for me is, right? It would, I definitely always have to pair it with courage because I think that um, there's the a big part, the biggest part of the work, in my opinion, is, you know, how you said the dream's not going to be just handed to you or put in your lap, right? That big wild dream. But a big, the biggest part of the quote unquote work is shattering limiting beliefs, like limiting beliefs that I have about me or about my abilities. And so that's like the work. That's where I have to get to work. Um, but in that formula that you presented for me, for sure, is creating the change, creating the change that I want to see in the world. So, you know, I shared with you part of the reason that I like created my program and the work that I am teaching is because I personally struggled, like struggled so hard with everything related to weight and, and food and emotional eating and like all of those things. Like it was a life sucker, a soul sucker, you know, as it is for so many women. And And so I wanted to figure that out for myself. And then I was so motivated to help other women who suffer with those things in the way that I did or or like similar experiences, right? And so that's like, oh, I wanted to help create change. And then, yes, I keep bringing up my family. And I actually want to share with you about like a current project that I'm doing because we're talking about women of color and shattering glass ceilings. Um, another huge motivation for me is it's almost like legacy. I don't know if that's quite the right word, but um, so I come from a family of Mexican immigrants. My parents are both Mexican immigrated to the U S from Mexico. And I almost imagine like, if you think of um, relay runners, how they have the batons and they like hand it off to the next person. I, I, I like think about that because like my dad literally and very often when I talk about this, I like get choked up because I can imagine he crossed the border at the age of 12. Like he, he tells us that he literally turned 13. It was his 13th birthday in the desert. Right. And he didn't speak the language. Like he slept on the streets for a while, you know, didn't have a family over here in the U S or anything like that. And so I think, I think back to like, that was his leg of the race. Right. And then so he came here to the U.S. And by the way, there's five of us. I'm the oldest of five. And he spent all his life working as a gardener. Like in, I live in Phoenix, Arizona, so it's hot here. So he like hard labor in the hot sun, like that was his work, right? And, And for him, he was so motivated 
because, you know, he had his kids, like he wanted us to all like get an education and have opportunities that he didn't have. So for me, that really is um, one, one of the big things that inspires me is like my community, like that's my roots. And so I'm, I then like, you know, well, they're actually literally retired now. So I'm like, okay, this is my leg of the race. Like, let me tell you what I want to do, right? I, I may not be out there working in the sun, but I am like working on so many, I feel like I'm shattering and breaking through so many limiting beliefs, even from not just me, but like, what's the word? Um, like in, in my family, just even ancestors, you know what I mean? Like this goes back. So, so relation beliefs and um, financial experiences that my, my, you know, people in my family before have never been able to have, we were going to be able to have those things, you know? And so that's really cool. And then I'm curious, like, okay, what's my, my daughter's, what's she going to be doing? And that's going to be totally different. But I really am very motivated about being an example in the world for women about what's possible. And specifically, you know, for me, Latinas, because I feel so connected to that and women of color, um, and so for that reason, this past year, my colleague and I, we decided to create a Latinx coaches directory. And so if any of your listeners, you know, self-identify as coaches and as Latinx, you, all you got to do is go to latinxcoaches.com and you like submit your profile and we have all these coaches there. And we're basically like creating a network um, because, I mean, that's just important for me to to do that, to be a part of creating change. Like we, I don't know if you know the statistic, but I mean, we know that women of color when it comes to making money are at the bottom tier, right? But Latinas are like at the bottom, bottom when it, we look at the wage gap or whatever. So for me, it's just important. And so the formula is courage plus the shit I want to change in the world, basically, you know, like that gets me fired up. I like could kick down some doors or whatever we got to do. <laughs> So that's how you stay motivated. You identify what matters to you, what's important to you. And then, yeah, you got to be willing to do the work. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, that's really powerful. And I think that it'll resonate with so many people because, you know, at the end of the day, especially maybe in the last year or so, like we've recognized like money is a thing. It's a resource. It's a tool. But with, we only right. ever want it so that we can enhance the, our experiences and our ability to spend time with the people that we care about. So you bring that community piece in um, and, and how necessary it is to work on yourself and your own stuff so that you can take the baton and go further. When you're running a relay, it's not that you take the baton and you stand there. Like that's not how the race goes. You're supposed to take mm -hmm. the baton and then take it an extra wherever, as far as you possibly can go, as fast as you possibly can go. Because I think that there's a level of urgency that I kind of have in my formula that a lot of people don't have. So I'm like, people are out here acting like you're going to live for the next mm -hmm. hundred years. Like, I don't know how long I need to get it. Like now I need to be on top of my stuff and get as far as quickly as I possibly can, because there's a sense of urgency there. And so for everyone listening, maybe that you sit and you think about what your formula might be. Courage is probably going to have to be a part of that because typically, you know, limiting beliefs, fear, whatever you would want to call it is going to try to come in and, and convince you otherwise. But I really do think that motivation is the result of a commitment to action in 
you know, essentially following through on your formula. And so I would love for you to just share, you know, where people can get in touch with you. You already mentioned latinxcoaches.com. If you are listening and feel called to check it out, do so. This is the sign. You know, if you're looking for a sign, this is it. Um, If you feel like um, you want to get in contact, then go ahead and let us where they can uh, let us know where they can find you and, and tap into everything you've got going on. Yeah. Well, for the latinxcoaches.com, I I do want to say one more thing. You can go there either as a coach that wants to be added to the directory, or you can go there also to just go find a coach, right? Because that's that's a a part of the purpose of that is just like um, promoting, promoting. So all the Latinx coaches. Um, But if you want to go find more of me, I do have a podcast that I've been doing for four years now, and it's called The Last 10 Pounds Podcast. Um, and you can find me there anywhere that, you know, podcasts are streamed. You can also find me at my website, brendalomelli.com. And then on Instagram, I like to hang out too, is at underscore brendalomelli.com. So those, those are all the spots. I love it. Do you have any last kind of words of wisdom or encouragement to share, um, to everyone listening? Ooh, okay. This is such a good question because you can always say like anything, right? But I think what I feel inspired to share right now is I love, you know, that you like to speak on authenticity. And I really feel even just in having this conversation with you right now, I feel like you, you know, you're coming to this conversation just totally just you. And and so am I. And I just want to invite everyone like this is what we need more of. Um, I do think one of the biggest things I've learned as an entrepreneur, and I think the biggest thing that had been keeping me from seven figures for a little bit was, oh my gosh, okay, this is so good. This is going to be like, if you thought everything else I said was important, like this is the most important thing. Um, And I know that's a powerful statement, so now I got to back it up. (laughs) But I think this is really important. As women of color, if you're anything like me, I think that we can have the tendency to want to edit ourselves, AKA, as I had been calling it before, like whitewashing ourselves, right? Like editing, tone policing, whatever you want to call it. Um, And I, and what I was just observing here right now is like, you're showing up as you, I'm showing up as me. And I want to invite everyone to not edit themselves, to not tone police yourself, to really show up as like yourself in full technicolor because that's what we need more of. And by the way, take it from me as a businesswoman who does have some damn good experience at this point in marketing, right? Different equals marketing power. So the more that you show up as you, which is not editing yourself, not tone policing, not whitewashing, it's like turn up the technicolor. And we're not talking about being fake or anything like that. We're talking about just being fully like richly you, right? Um, when, when I realized myself as like a coach or whatever, um, even on just my podcast that I would leave out little, little examples that I was like, Ooh, that's a little too Brown, you know, <laughs> like people might think that's tacky. I'm just being real because really we, we, the way we are in society is like basically trained to assimilate. And that is like safer, right? At, at least in my experience, like that is more professional. That is You know, when I think back to the experience of like even growing up in an immigrant family, like, yes, you assimilate because you don't want to be noticed because you don't want to like be sent back to Mexico or whatever. Like it literally is safety. Assimilation equals safety. So 
I want to tell you when it comes to business and marketing and making money, it is the opposite. So as much as it might feel um, unsafe to not tone police, to not edit the like colorful parts of you, we'll call it that because women of color is many colors, right? Um, that's, you know, bring in the courage and I promise you it will actually make you more money and it makes your business more fun because you just get to show up as you, which is so, so easy. Like you just get paid to be you. <laughs> it's like the best thing in the world, but, but it can feel contra what's, what's, how do you say that word? It can feel contradicting because of, you know, um, like I said, because of, of how uh, society is and that we were typically taught to do the opposite. So, so yeah, I know that was, um, I extended on that one, but oh my gosh, it's so important. Like that, I think that's so important. Thank you so much. No, that was a serious gem that you dropped right there at the end. Stop editing yourself and be authentic. There is a reason why you were made the way that you are with the ideas and the head and the the skin tone and the voice and the, all the things that you are were, were given to you on purpose and for a reason. And the experiences. Yeah. The unique experiences, right? Like those are rich. Those are worth a lot of, a lot. (laughs) They say that the, what is it? That the, um, I can't even think I'm saying funeral home in my head. The cemetery is where, um, millions of dollars Mm -hmm. are left on the table, right? Because people, have have not expressed and shared and shown up and so don't you go to your grave which we know none of us knows when that's going to be um with all those things still left inside of you so i appreciate you so much for coming on the show and sharing your gems you're serious you are hot fire so super excited for you and everything that you're doing again (laughs) but appreciation for the for the information and the insight and inspiration that you shared today thank you Thank you for having me. And hey, email me when you make your seven figures and we will like pop open some champagne or just send over celebration emojis or whatever. (laughs) Because that is super exciting. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.